You're listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning. KSL News Time is 7:30, and our top story this half hour: a state lawmaker says more cities and counties need to step up their water conservation, along with farmers, if you want to save the Great Salt Lake. KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston begins our live team coverage. Eye on the Hill 2024. Peter. Tim, State Representative Doug Owen says he was surprised how many municipalities don't have a water conservation ordinance. And it turned out there were over 80 of them, and uh, which host 40% of the population living in the drainage of the Great Salt Lake. Owens wants cities and counties from Alta to Pleasant Grove to Saratoga Springs to choose some conservation measure and stick to it. He says it misses the point to call on agriculture users to do more when municipalities sometimes have none so far. So I think this is trying to say, I think this says we ought to get the municipal situation in order uh, before we go looking for uh, ag to make the contribution for, for uh, helping live the Great Salt Lake. Peter Johnston, KSL News Radio. Utah lawmakers unanimously backed a proposal in committee to undo a law that paved the way for the controversial project on Utah Lake. KSL News Radio's Adam Small continues on live team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2024. Adam? Tim, in 2018, Senator Mike McKell, who was then a state representative, sponsored legislation that cleared the way for lake restoration solutions to dredge and build islands on Utah Lake. Now, fast forward to this year, McKell is sponsoring a new bill to completely repeal that law. I think we need a fresh start, and this is this is a way to do that. This I think this language is problematic. It's it's created a kind of a diversion, and at this point, it's, I think it makes far more sense just to do a straight-up repeal. Now, the proposed project got a ton of pushback from the community and scientists. The company's application also got denied in late 2022, and the company has since declared bankruptcy and dissolved, which ended any push to actually get this project done. The bill unanimously passed in committee, but it still needs the approval of the Senate, House, and Governor Cox if it wants to take effect before the end of the session on March 1st. Live at the state capitol, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. The NIL bill dealing with college athletes and the money they're making advanced in the Utah legislature. KSL News Radio's Michael Commit is live with more on that story. Michael. Tim, we're looking at House Bill 202 here, and this would ensure present and past name, image, and likeness contracts wouldn't be made public. Those who support the bill hope this will protect athletes from being exploited by media, saying media outlets would use this information just to drive traffic to websites. However, opponents say the bill creates a double standard because coaches' salaries and endorsements are publicly known. Either way, this bill is Utah's first attempt to rein in NIL in college sports, and at any rate, it's now moving to the state Senate. Reporting live, Michael Commit, KSL News Radio. One Utah lawmaker wants stronger penalties for people convicted of domestic violence who continue to possess guns. Bill sponsor Representative Marcia Judkins says right now that possession is only a third degree felony. There are people who are victims of domestic violence right now who are afraid maybe to turn in their abusers because it's not as serious of an offense. Whereas if they knew this is a one to 15 years, this is more serious, they might be less afraid to come forward about their abusers. The bill is moving forward to the full House with a favorable recommendation from the House Law Enforcement and Criminal Justice Committee. Don Brinkerhoff, KSL News Radio. Now our top national stories this hour. Houston police think a man's roommate may have something to do with a missing 11-year-old girl. 
ABC's Allison Kosick has the latest. 42-year-old Don Stephen McDougall, the roommate of Audrey's father, is a person of interest in the search for Audrey. We are hopeful that we can bring Audrey home alive, and that's what we are absolutely working for. Police are now searching for a 2003 blue Chevy Suburban, saying it belongs to McDougal. Based on the evidence that we've got, we understand that foul play is a factor. Investigators also found Audrey's backpack near a local dam and say other items were found, but they're not elaborating. Police say the girl did not make it onto her school bus the morning she went missing. A well-known skier who called Utah home for decades is being remembered after dying in an avalanche. Utah skier Kasha Rigby, also known as the Ferry, was skiing tourist lanes at a Kosovo resort when an avalanche hit and she was swept into a pine tree. The area is known for avalanche risks, but even a pro like Rigby couldn't avoid the slide. She's considered one of the best female telemark skiers in the world, earning international acclaim as a pioneer in extreme skiing. She lived in Boulder, Utah for decades. Her fiancé said she loved the Cottonwood Canyons and had a deep connection to Utah. Alexandria Bonia, KSL News Radio. Time again for First Look Traffic this morning with Andy. Tim, right now, drivers uh, still rolling through the valley on I-15, not seeing any slow spots yet coming south from Ogden on the freeways, but a couple of off-freeway spots uh, starting to see some heavy traffic, SR-193 west of the freeway in Clearfield, and the canyons, big and little, have chains four-wheel drive traction device restrictions this morning. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. People in Riverton could face additional fines this spring if they don't follow the rules about filling trash cans. KSL News Radio's Alessandra Harris has the details. Waste management announced they will be sending out a $5 fine to residents if trash bins are filled beyond capacity or if the lid of the trash can is left open during pickup. This is part of the company's new smart truck program, where their trucks will have cameras making sure the right material is in the right cans and that the cans are not overfilled. These new rules and fines will start to be issued in April. Alessandra Harris, KSL News Radio. An inmate at the Utah State Correctional Facility is in the hospital hospital after a fight with two other inmates. The fire broke out in the Antelope Unit, which we're told is the highest custody level inmates at the prison. Police believe a weapon was used, but no further information has been released. Draper City considering whether to rezone a parcel of land so the developers can build a Chick-fil-A. Right now, the piece of land behind the Harmons at Bangor Crossing is zoned more for commercial office space. But there are some concerns about what rezoning would do to traffic in the area. Kevin Watson from 4G Development and Consulting works as a consultant for Chick-fil-A. We are preparing a traffic impact study and looking at all of those, but it is really important to Chick-fil-A to manage traffic and make sure that it works really well for the community and the people trying to access other businesses. Another concern is that a new Chick-fil-A could take away business from the other location in Draper, which is only about a mile and a half away. Still, there is no timeline for when this plan could go into effect. But the Planning Commission is recommending that City Council approve the rezoning request. Heather Peterson, KSL News Radio.